Hey, universe. Think I could do a whole recording with a dab tool in my mouth? Well, that would mean I couldn't take any dabs. And since that's my old pal, Bird America, torch right herself up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say no to that. And uh, I'm going to prove it by saying no to that. Pause. Whoops. Almost forgot about you. But then I saw you blinking and thought, what the fuck's that? Oh, yeah, I was recording. Pause. <laughs> well, I'll be damned if I didn't almost forget about you again. Pause. Unpause. And uh, this has nothing to do with getting high. Well, I mean, it has a little to do with that. But predominantly, it has to do with the fact that because of my tinnitus, I haven't been able to sleep at all for two nights. And I'm exhausted. But it's just blaring. It's never been this bad. It honestly has me concerned that maybe it's something besides tinnitus. It's shifting ears. It is either ultra intensity or fucking ultra intensity. And there's no down. I mean, right now it's shifted to the right ear, which is weird because the left ear has been dominating for a while. And, uh, but it's still in the left ear. It's just louder in the right ear. And the right ear now feels like, huh. well, if, if ringing in your ears constantly, um, is a part of your life, well, you definitely have a friend in me. Pause. Uh, oh, damn it. I unpaused early. All right. All right. Um, you know, I've been I've been thinking about uh, Snow White Die Hard, and uh, you know the character that I forgot about, Mirror Mirror on the Wall. Well, I mean, in your reality, it's Magic Mirror on the Wall, but whatever. Um, yeah, the Wicked Queen. So if Homeboy's the prince then the kids are gone, right? But that takes the wholesome nature of the story away. No children, no um, attachment for tearjerker. Um, I, I, um, I might be able to, I mean, let's face it. I don't have kids, so me saying let's get rid of the kids in the movie? Yeah, that's like me saying let's get rid of the kids in restaurants. No brainer! In fact, well, uh, kids suck in movies. Except when they don't. And when they don't, they fucking nail it. Haley Joel Osmond. Once. Not all that other shit. But uh, if The Sixth Sense wasn't uh, good enough to give him the Academy Award, then how, what kind of acting do you have to do? He deserved it that year. Pause. Whoops. Uh, I'll be right back. Pause. All right, I'm back. I think. Um, I've been gone about an hour. Well, I haven't gone anywhere. I just... Got distracted. Um, what was I distracted by? Hmm. Uh, not even sure now. Anyhow. You're right. One more dab pause. Okay. Unpause. Perhaps I am um, in a condition now to proceed. Ah, oh, damn it. Pause. All right. Um, pause. Have you sped up your uh, recording mechanism yet? 
I mean your playback mechanism, your your uh, podcast playbacker, whatever that device is, there's a speed control on it that you want to get set at about 1.75 to 2.75, depending on your tolerance for my slow conversation with myself. I would recommend you get to about 2.4. I think that's where I really hit my sweet spot in terms of listenability and uh, making a point relevant enough to keep your attention span from completely diverting. Um, But if you listen to me at regular speed, well, you're just wasting time that you could be saving to go do something like, hmm... It's been four degrees at its highest and negative 22 at its lowest over the last 72 hours. So whenever I think of something that you could go do right now, it's, but why would you fucking go outside? It's so fucking cold. So I don't know what you could go do. I guess go clean your kitchen trash can lid. I would assume by now you'd have gotten that done. But if that's still a filthy mess, there's a project. Um, you can come over and help me work on my dining room table because I need to clear that motherfucker off to date. Um, because that's the last organization project I have left other than my workbench, which let's just say that that's negotiable. So to finally have purged Lily from my life, well, I guess the workbench is the final purge, but 95% of Lily will be out of my life as of tomorrow. And I was thinking about how it's been almost exactly a year since I last saw her. Um, It's been, in a week, it'll have been a year. And then I was thinking, God, last January, it was so snowy. (laughs) I mean, last year, we got a shit ton of snow in Denver. A ridiculous amount. And not only did we get a ridiculous amount, but... Nobody shoveled the streets, and it was just the wrong series of weather to leave us with snow for like three weeks that was untraversable, Uh, at least as a pedestrian. You had to constantly climb over icy and packed snowbanks because none of it melted. And uh, there's your Denver weather report. You're welcome. 323. Oh, yeah, I'm playing with the time on this one, so... I don't know that 323 there meant anything at all. But you know what doesn't mean something? Pause. I do like seeing the 333 blink at me. So, unpause. Uh, Before I forget, because I will never remember to talk about this again. Unless I write it down, but I'm not going to write it down. So I'm going to talk about it now. The world of YouTube has created... A new type of star, if you will. Influencer is a good fucking word here. It's just not a good word generally for these people. But it is a good word for these particular subset of the group. And these are the um, unlikely uh, 21st century heroes. Most of them, in my opinion, having been born in the 21st century. Um, who are leading a charge of authenticity through their own connections with people online. 
and to be as, hmm, as, boy, what do I want to call these people? Pause, I'm going to get the right word, I'm going to think. Okay, I'm trying to do this with language that's not stilted, and yet I don't have one single word, but what I will call them is caring, sensitive, insightful souls who have, I believe, always been in the mix at 22 to 16, 26 to 18, whatever. And because YouTube is allowing the most authentic among them to connect with the fractured and detached that dominate, some of the dialogues and sub-conversations are just heart-wrenching as these people are coming to terms with the shit sandwich they've been sold and the impact it's had on their lives directly and indirectly through systems and all sorts of other mechanisms. But not to get distracted, the point is you had to stumble into success in some other way say, uh, sports or, um, not Hollywood. Um, it's hard to think of anything else that is relevant here with the level of fame that, um, YouTube, uh, now generates. If these are the, hmm, if this is the counter energy to the structural censorship is for all of that harmonic discordance of noise and lies and subterfuge. If all of that is offset by a groundswell, hell, uh, uh, this is a, a grounds movement of people connecting for the point of connecting because it's what brings them fulfilling lives. That alone gives me hope. Pause. <laughs> Damn, I almost forgot about you. Yeah. Pause. Before I forget, I'm pause. Uh, the date, 15th of January, means we're about halfway through this month. And... Um, that means that we're five days away from my childhood best friend James's birthday on the 20th. And uh, then looking all the way to the Friday of that week, it's my guardian angel's birthday on the 26th. And sandwiched in between those two is my dad's birthday on the 25th. And let's see, in... A numerical chronological order, they will be turning 55, 84, and 59. So, you know, if uh, you add all that up, that's almost 200 years of, well, I don't know if hard living qualifies, but that's 200 years of good people. I know that much.
So, <clears throat> happy birthday, all you Aries. To, wait, is there Aries? Is that what, I don't know, that horoscope shit. But Aries, is that, it's gotta be. My dad, oh, Aquarius? No, it's the dawning of Aquarius, right? Is my dad an Aquarius? Shit, who fucking knows? All right, well, I know I'm a Cancer, but I think we already knew that, right? Pause. Ah, you want to talk about the lamest joke? That might be the lamest joke. The joke of cancer to the horoscope causing cancer the disease. It's been made somewhere around 914 million times, and it's never been funny. Pause. Unpause. That's what she said. All right, unpause. So should we do the, uh, the part two of the cognitive bias um, seminar? Or, 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 should we do the nine, uh, well, it's already the 15th of January and you might be feeling a little mopey. I don't know. People get mopey a couple weeks after a new year starts. I've heard from others who speak on terms such as this. Okay. Uh, again, I'm making shit up, but... I still feel like I'm seeing, I'm just, uh, you know what would be a win for me right now? Is to go out and see somebody operating at max capacity. Or even just having a moment. There's so much deadness. It's the only word that I can come up with. In the air right now. In people's disposition. I don't know if it's just enough overwhelming month after month after month of it getting worse incrementally, taking its toll. I don't know. When the weather gets nicer, though, I'm going to find them. I'm going to find people who, if they're not functioning in their peak capacity, are at least willing to have a moment that may take them there for just a taste. Um, anyhow... <clears throat> these would be nine, well, actually I have 11, but two of them are kind of advanced, so I separated them off to the side. So really, it's my 9-11 list that has nothing to do with 9-11, unless the reason that you think you're in the doldrums now is still because of 9-11, in which case, well, there might be one on the list for you. Um, here, here, I'll give you a taste, okay? I'll give you a taste of both. Uh, <laughs> wait, that might not have been what I wanted to say. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you number one on the list because why not? It's the one that matters the most. And that is stop being so hard on yourself. I mean, it. and there is a, re a reason I shouldn't have started here. Uh, because this directly relates to, and I do not want to get into this one now, it's too much to talk about, but it directly relates to another one. And uh, so I'm going to leave it at stop being so hard on yourself, which the other side of that die is work this year to be able to confidently say in December that... Uh, Seriously? That you love 
yourself completely. And actually, there's quite a bit to talk about on this one, too. Here, let's talk about this, though. Um, I say things like, love yourself completely. Love yourself with the kind of depth and breadth that will maintain itself in the ethereal realm across all infinite space and time. You can imprint yourself and your soul in an environment like Earth with those kinds of resonant energies. It is an opportunity that you don't realize until you realize it's past. So now's the time, really. I mean it. Now is the time to let go of your shame, let go of your guilt, let go of your anxiety, and come to find a simple place where you can find easy fulfillment. And then work your way into a lifestyle that becomes more in the moment who you are than an effort to try to become the person you manifested here to be. And when I say I love myself entirely, this also means that I've done the work to go through those moments of life where I was a very unpretty person. A compulsive liar is broken. I'll put it as simply as that. And they know it. Or at least I did. I can't. I've only known one other compulsive liar in my life. And I I know there are people who lie their fucking asses off. But compulsive lying is different. Because what finally drives you into a therapist's office are the lies that you tell that you can't stop telling and you know you don't want to tell. Yet you keep spitting them out. They're counterproductive and in many cases are the uh, beginning of the end of whatever other uh, narrative structure you're weaving in your lying ways. It is such a deflation of circumstance to not be able to trust those around you enough to give them the truth. Well, I have a whole lot of reasons why those things built up in me. And I have no justification for why they manifested as a compulsive behavior in me. And so the only thing I can do to say that part of me is still lovable is to take all of the energy that rebounded against those intuitions to blurt out this truth like I'm doing. And this is why I talk about shit like the camel lionesses or the premonition dreams. I'm now open to speak about everything I've ever experienced and everything I think is happening to me and to humanity at large with the kind of direct, blunt, no uh, agenda-driven investigation for information that I can trust and believe in, that I know is true. And I, I didn't seek 
these outcomes with success. When I wanted to stop lying, I couldn't. I even considered medication to maybe dull me down to the point that I couldn't juggle so many balls in the air about who'd I told what about this and what was that and what am I going to tell next so that I can keep my ass out of the hat. All of that <laughs> wasted energy for not having enough self-confidence to present the flawed, discombobulated version of myself that really exists is a weakness I'll never understand now. But at the time, was all the mechanism I had in play. It was the way I had emerged in my 30s as... Uh, as acting with the world. I couldn't stop lying. And I was miserable for it. So miserable for it that when I say I pulled myself out of the game, I came back to Colorado to basically move into my sister's house and shut the door and wait to die. And... I'm not saying that I don't have a dark day now and again still. Although, I really haven't had one for a while. But, the way that I ended up in a drug-fueled, reckless financial, compulsive lying version of myself was incremental in every conceivable way. I'm not saying I didn't invite it. I'm not saying I didn't create it. I'm not saying I didn't manifest it. I'm not saying I don't own it. I'm not saying anything like that. But in reverse, I can see how numerous events that had they gone slightly different in my interactivity with life, I'm a completely different person today. Well, I don't know. I'm pretty happy with myself today. So hopefully I'd have gotten there in whatever other Marvel Avengers universe of insanity uh, variation timelines would exist. But the part of me now that feels like I had a whole probably 12 years of do whatever the fuck I want so long as I don't uh, get anybody, uh, don't have a child and I don't uh, kill myself. I think I had a lot of latitude to do whatever I wanted. And I think I set myself up to have a base level of malevolent intention. Because my level of disregard for anything around me, as long as I wasn't going to get caught, was 100%. I would scheme anything just for the thrill of the adventure. I mean... I even sometimes wonder if adrenaline junkie is a fair phenomenon because the things that I would do just to feel alive, like drive 150 miles an hour down I, uh, down I, I-5, it was, uh, I don't know. I hate thinking back on these times in my life because I don't relate to this person and I am this person. But 
the level of disregard I had for myself, that emerged and came out of nowhere as the lying stopped. I don't even know if the lying stopped first or the self-love happened. I don't know which one. They probably happened both. But I didn't know that I had come to love myself until I literally looked in the mirror one day and said, wow, I fucking love myself. I love my life. As I'm looking at myself, grinning and bouncing around like a Havanese puppy. It was, <laughs> it was a one-time event. I'll give it that. But it was spontaneous um, elation. Like I've, I've had maybe, to be honest, about 10 of these episodes uh, in the last four or five years. I haven't had one recently now that I think about it. It's been a little while since last year. But nonetheless, these giddy eruptions of self-realization included newfound skills, newfound abilities, newfound uh, levels of achievement in things I've been doing forever. And what I'm trying to say really is my life kept getting better. The results I was looking at were getting better and better and better and better and better. And I couldn't figure out why. But I kept stepping further and further back from it all. A, because I was protecting myself from this all being some sort of grand scheme of, uh, of final act as the evil villain of all time for myself. But now that I've gotten through all that, um, well, I no longer fear that I'm wearing some new countenance for some deceitful maneuver that I subconsciously establishing will only understand when that great tidal wave comes at us. But that's wrong. I have never really known who I was until I became this version of myself. Because every other version that I was trying to be had some level of duplicity in it that wasn't me. So I still think back on all the pain I caused, especially people like my mother. I was watching football with her yesterday, and we are finally at a place now, I think, where she looks at me and doesn't see me as the guy who lied to her so much. But we've had to have a decade of rebuilding for her to believe that when I tell her something, even if it's a little outrageous, it's a fucking truth. I got nothing else for her. But I will always have that for her. And because I know that, well, I can love myself in spite of what I've done that I will still be atoning for until I take my final breath. Because I don't know how far the scale got tipped in terms of negative outlay for my energetic influence, but I know I can leave as much positive influence here as I want. So the idea for me now of doing anything except being a win-win for everybody else I can be one for? Well, I mean, I love myself, so time to start sharing a little bit. Well, oh God, see these, 
the words just get a little cockeyed in this kind of conversation here. So I'm going to pause. Oh, did I just say cock? Sorry. Um, this is, uh, just so we're clear, not for children. So, okay, good. We were clear on that. <sighs> All right, well then, don't let your kids see the bomb, for God's sake. I'm going in the other room. Pause. I'm pause. And uh, the process to unlearn the cues in your head telling you you're not worth it, loving yourself entirely is a an impossible contemplation because you can't even think of forgiving yourself for that. Um, yeah, you can. You can. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and just tie the two together that belong together here because I think one thing you can also do to have a better year is find a way to forgive the worst thing anyone's ever done to you. Whatever it is. In your truest heart, mind down the shit you've shut off because you just don't walk down that road anymore and pop it open and realize it for what it is. For a circumstance of meta-influence that drove a moment in life to work completely and totally against you. And you may have been impacted in a monstrous way by a monstrous entity. I'm more than certain that that's your story. And it's because that is your story that there has been no even internal dialogue with yourself to think, do I have it in my soul to forgive the transgression that most negatively impact did my current life. Ah, maybe you don't. But this isn't something that necessarily has to happen this year. This conversation you have with yourself is the only thing that really matters here. Because any burden no matter how tightly walled off you've made it to your ability to forgive humanity the larger body at whole well it starts with all of us finding a way to forgive the worst thing that's ever happened to us and while I've never spoken about this and I'm not going to today but I will at some point I'm not above speaking of times when I've been victimized, but they're not often. And I'm fortunate that way. And the transgressions against me that need forgiving were mostly handled in real time. So when I think of where things went wrong, I also think of where they went right. And I just would urge your consideration of this possibility for yourself in this, the year that I finally watched 
Marvel's Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. I'll come up with a better acronym for that, but I do believe since that was an actual activity in this year that that's what I'm going to stick with. <clears throat> so forgive the worst thing ever done to you. Now, as a corollary to this, what I highly recommend you do simultaneously is you whip out a list of your top seven, nine, four, one, if you're that sweetheart, um, transgressions you still harbor guilt for having acted suchly. And I've got a long list here. In fact, I found myself adding things to the list that just became empowering enough for me to get them out of the cluttered part of my closet of life. I went and fixed all kinds of minor slights in an overt way to say, I still appreciate that you're giving me the opportunity to come through here and fix this. And even those transgressed against, setting the record straight feels great for everybody involved. Can that be done for every transgression against? I'm not asking you to personally extend beyond a boundary that you've established to make your own life livable. But I'm asking you to consider it. And I'm not asking you to do this on your own. Whatever emotional <laughs> wreckage sits there waiting to be unearthed, I understand that that is more than makes sense to revisit. If you barely made it through something once, there's a very <laughs> solid reason not to go back. But your growth as an angelic being of eternal goodness involves finding ways to not just be the better person, but to be your best person. So don't think back on times like this with any thoughts of weakness or victimhood. No, no, that's not what this is about. This is about realizing how strong you are to be in this position now, despite what you've been through. That is a story of empowerment in itself. And the final chapter ends with you being the best version of yourself. And that's why also on number one, I said, stop being so hard on yourself. Because that list of, well, for me, I think it was like 30 <laughs> actionable offenses that I could go correct in the universe at large. I'm not saying I've knocked them all off. I'm not even saying 
that I don't have probably 10 still left to attend to. But I have targeted a good number of sicky situations to make them right, whether it be on me or life's realities. And this is how I came to see that ultimately I had to let go of everything and forgive myself. So when you make your list and you get nine things that you think you could have done better and probably affected somebody's day for the worse, well, immediately forgive yourself for half that list. Just do it. And especially the ones that make you feel the most prickly. Let it go. It's gone. It never happened. You're not that person. That weak moment was a confluence of all kinds of circumstances. You just were playing the role of the feeling guilty party later. So now's the time to decide to play a different role. And this isn't you in denial. This is you moving forward. So I say, if you can forgive yourself and then learn to forgive the worst thing that's happened against you, find that rhythm and energy in the year that is, the year I watch the Marvel movies, well, I would confidently forecast an upward trajectory for your list of your in-review topics 11 months from now. These levels of burden do not show themselves. You have to dig in and find them. But once released, ah, life becomes so much simpler and easier. Flow of energy becomes something you can recognize and take advantage of again. And you just, you walk lighter or something. Unpause. Hey, I need some help with a punchline. Well, no, I don't really need help with a punchline, but if a hobbit fucked a Hallmark card... Finish the sentence. And, uh, okay, I don't... Have I given out my email address yet? This is episode 21 out of 53. I may have done it once. Okay, I'll do it once here, and then I'll check and see if I've done it another time. I don't have... uh, I don't want connection. Uh, I only give my email address out because I have found people... Uh, especially with today's worldwide um, integration, want to relate to a specific point in a conversation that I'm having uh, for more in-depth exploration. I welcome this. The dialogue that spurs from these recordings that generates motivation for you to contact me for further discussion or just clarification or your own counterpoint to the point I was trying to make? No problem. You don't need to call me necessarily. You can just write me. And you can write me at Heidegger's Goldfish at gmail.com.
Uh, that's all one word, obviously. And that's one of two times that I will give out my email address every season. So if you want to get in touch with me and you don't know how to look that up on an RSS feed, well, you can mine through seasons until you find an episode that, like this one, tells you I'm at Goldfish at gmail.com. Okay, that also, here's the other, probably now the most popular response I get is, are you on social media? Why can't I find you on Twitter or TikTok? Because I'm not on Twitter, I'm not on TikTok, I'm not on Facebook, I'm not on anything. I find social media time to be time that is only capable of fulfilling to a level of, say, 85%. And it has such a karmic anchoring of downside opportunity that someone like me whose emotional cup runneth over so gratuitously needs not a lot of social media integration. So the idea that you'll ever see me on Facebook or any of that shit, um, no, I don't have more time than the time I'm already doing this. If this isn't enough of who I am for you to drill down into as far as you want to, well then, I'm sorry you don't like audio recordings of the long-form narrative structure. But I get it. And that is where we will disconnect. Because I will never put out short bit, 55-second videos to tease that which is the real me in long form, monotonous, tedious as fuck conversation.